Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. All right, good morning, church family. Man, we are slim pickings today in-house. That means, Amy Jo, you should have a full house on that computer. Good morning, church family online. I know several people are out Um, We had so many babies born this week, Um, and on the same day, that was what was cute too, yeah, yeah, so Leslie had her baby, Ariel's had her baby, happy, healthy, cute as a bug, look on Facebook for those pictures. Um, Anybody in here ever lost anything? The rest of you lie. Still looking for it. Sometimes I feel like on uh, Peter Pan, uh, what's his, what was the character's name that lost his marbles? He was always searching for his marbles on there. Yeah. Um, any of you, are you any good at finding things? Who, who, who in your family, like, who's the one that you go to? You know who knows where everything is. Is that, is that you, Teresa? Is that, okay. Um, but do you ever feel like, Teresa, do you ever feel like you tell them things, where to find things, and they still don't? know where to find things like true 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 right um I I know I know moms can give this kind of testimony when when the kids or the spouse says hey we're such and such we can tell them exactly like down to the shelf where it is and they will still walk over there and go I don't see it I don't see it and then I tell them if I get up off this couch and I come get it you are not going to be happy when I get in there because it is exactly where I told you it is. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of mamas shaking their head. They know this is true. This is true. Or, or they open the ice box. What we got? I don't know. Just scan the shelves, would you? Right? They lose it all in there. I saw a good one the other day that said that when you go to a party or something, and, and, and you guys know this. Remember the days of going to parties? Yeah. And we would have something in the refrigerator we didn't want to forget to take home with us. It said, put your keys with it so that when you, you know, go to leave, I'd probably still forget where I put my keys though, right? So yeah, and if you just happen to put the keys in there, you know, when the dementia or something starts setting in, just tell somebody you didn't want to forget the stick of butter when you left, okay? Just go with that excuse, I guess. But I think we all can relate to losing things. And trying to find things. You know, and, and to be honest, when I lose something, it's usually really bad. Like, um, I've shared with you guys, the, the kids, one year I got them these microwave ramen bowls for their noodles. And I forgot where I put them. And so July, it was, oh, Merry Christmas, still giving, because I found them. <laughs> and this year, this past year... <laughs> I bought them some Kinder Joys. Anybody know what a Kinder Joy? If you got little ones, you might know what the Kinder Joy candies are that look like eggs at Walmart when you go to check out, okay? This was something Brittany discovered first when she went to South Africa, and it became one of their favorite candies. So I bought the kids Kinder Joys for Christmas. We're still looking. I don't know. This is true. Dad is the chocolate monster. Maybe he did eat them. I don't know. Um, The kids are worried now that if I find them, the expiration date may be kind of passed on these. I I don't know. I've not found like ants anywhere, so 
I don't know. There's eggs. At least it's chocolate eggs and not real eggs that I've lost, right? Um, anybody ever lost Easter eggs, the real Easter eggs, doing inside Easter egg hunts? Yeah, the year we forgot a few in my aunt's house, that was the last time we Easter egg hunt in the house, you know, because she found them several weeks later, not, yeah. <laughs> I can read your eyes, Tori. I, I can read your eyes. That's not a good thing. But what about you this morning? Have you been the one that's lost? Have you ever felt lost? Turn with me this morning to Genesis chapter 16. Genesis chapter 16, this is the story of Hagar. And I really want to focus on her this morning. Starting in verse 7. It says, The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur, and the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from, and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. And then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. The angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey, and he will raise his first against everyone, his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her, and she said, You are the God who sees me. She also said, Have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well was named Ber Lahor Roi, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. I love the story of Hagar. Now, we know the backstory is that God had promised Abram a son, and him and Sarai had, you know, long past that childbearing years. And so, you know, a lot of times we talk about Sarai as if she had given up hope, but actually I want you to think of this really as more of a surrogacy is how this culture would have seen this, that she used her mistress as a surrogate mother to give Abram the child she couldn't give. All right? So that's sort of the backstory. And then, of course, when you go back and you read this, once Hagar gets pregnant, then the uh, fighting starts and the cat fighting of the women. And, you know, Hagar's kind of rude then to Sarah. Sarah, I can't take it. So she's harsh to Hagar. And so that's where we find Hagar, that she has taken all she can and she has left. And I love, this is how my commentary puts it, that when we look at this family system, it's a highly dysfunctional family system. Members initiate actions in good faith, but in the course of events, conflict develops and gets out of control to the point that no one seems to have a satisfactory proposal for reconciliation. Do you think, Jerry Springer Show? It really is. It's the dysfunctional family, all right? This is why I think we look in Old Testament and you see uh, that they had multiple wives, We don't find that in the New Testament because somebody along the way said, this ain't working, guys. This is not good for us. The guy said, I can only take one woman at a time, right? 
So when I read this story and I saw that in the commentary, highly dysfunctional family system, do you think? Really? Yeah, it was. But that was I was reading this story of Hagar. It kind of reminds me of a movie. Anybody ever seen a movie called Mighty Joe Young? One of my all-time favorites. Thank you, Bo James, because I was going to say, only my family, I think, probably has seen this. Um, it's kind of like a modern-day King Kong-type movie. Um, Moms, it, it's a good movie. It really is. It's a good one for the kids. They would love this, I think. Does it get scary, Brittany? I don't remember. Um, it, because it's about this gorilla who is huge. Okay, that's Joe. And he loves to play hiding-seek with his caregiver. And it's so fun because he'll take off through the jungle, right? And I'm, when I say, you know, huge, he would fill my stage to the top, right? I mean, like, think King Kong types size. And so he would take off running through the jungle and just get excited like a little kid, you know. And, and you guys with little ones, you know, when you play hide and seek, and you know, oh, they think they've got the best hiding spot, right? And he's this huge gorilla, and he's sitting behind this little tree, and he thinks he's it. And, of course, she plays dumb, Right? And she's looking around, where are you, Joe? And then as soon as she finally, you know, decides it's time to, to give it up, she, she just jumps out and says, there you are, I found you. And he just giggles. Can a gorilla giggle? I don't know. But he does. And that's sort of what I, I, I had this picture in my mind of this movie. Because I feel like that's the enthusiasm here of God finding Hagar. I love that the very first thing that we read in her story, because it says Hagar was so harshly treated by Sarai that she finally just ran away. And then the very next thing, the angel of the Lord found Hagar. God found her in that moment of distress. And that's the very first thing I want you to hear this morning, church family, that God found you. Maybe today is the first time this has really been a light bulb that he found you. Wherever you are, whatever you ran from, God has found you. And when I, you know, when I found those, those ramen noodle bowls, it was by accident. Like I was like, I'd way done gave in, you know, given up looking for these things. I had no idea where they were in my house. I was doing something totally else. When I come across this bag and I'm like, ooh, what's in this bag? And I'm like, oh, surprise, there it is. So sometimes when we are finding things, it's usually by accident, right? Like we give up and we go on about our business and, and, and we, we find it by accident. What I want you to hear this morning when God found Hagar, it was no accident. You see, he was very deliberate and personal and purposeful in finding her. And what does this mean for you and I? It means you didn't accidentally click on the live stream today. You didn't accidentally open your Bible one day and it just made sense. Or remember the person, maybe it was a person that gave you the gospel for the first time that led you to Christ, influenced your life. That was no accident. God finds us on purpose. Whatever we're in, whatever whatever mess, whatever chaos, because you see, 
Hagar was in the middle of the biggest, stressful, most traumatic thing of her life. She is running. She cannot take the way Sarah is treating her anymore. She can't take it, the abuse. She's done. But now she's pregnant and a single mom running away. And God found her in the middle of that. Not even that she was looking for him. That is so important to realize that when God finds us, and it doesn't matter if you were running for 30 days or 30 years, God knows where you are. And he knows exactly what you're dealing with. But then in verse 8, what does he ask? What What does the angel ask? What does God ask Hagar? Where have you come from? And where are you going? If somebody asked you that today, how would you respond to that? What would your answer be? Because I notice here that she definitely tells him where she came from. Oh, I am running from Sarah. I am so done with this situation. I can't, I can't even. I'm done. But notice she never answers the second part. Where are you going? What are you running to? Truth is, sometimes we're running so hard and so fast from things, we have no idea where we're running to. We have no idea. We just know I got to get away, right? I got to get away from all the pressure. I got to get away from the things that are about to just explode my mind. And I don't even care where it is. I remember my mom one time quitting a job that, really was very stressful on her. And when she come home, I mean, she didn't have a plan B either, you know. And of course, mom just worked off and on different little jobs because she stayed home to take care of my sister. But that particular day when she come home, she told dad, she said, I quit. He said, what? (laughs) She said, I quit. He said, what do you mean you quit? She said, well, Word for word, I walked out the door, and the last thing I said was, take this job and shove it. (laughs) Y'all remember that song, right? (laughs) Yeah. And he was like, well, what are you going to do now? I don't know. But I couldn't take it anymore. I think we've all had that moment in life. I quit. I'm done. And I'm running. I don't know what to, but I'm running. And I love that God asks questions. Because when you think about it, he already knows. You see, God knows everything. He knows exactly why you're exactly where you are. He knew what she was running from. But I want you to remember, he's very deliberate and purposeful when he finds us. And so I think when he asks questions of us, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Where are you going? I think it's his way of engaging because as humans, we kind of have to process things sometimes. You know, moms, y'all know, we, we can tell a kid how to do something, but sometimes the best way is when we plant seeds and it processes and somehow it becomes their idea. Wink, wink. <laughs> Brittany's like, are you manipulating me, mom? But I think God wants us to process sometimes. So that it really becomes ingrained into who we are, what's happening. So church today, he's asking you 
Where'd you come from? And I want you to look at, you know, Hagar, she says, I'm running away from... Fill in your blank this morning. Where have you been running from God lately? Because at some point we all run. Whether it's running from our parents, I don't want to be like mom and dad. Running from uh, the world, I don't want to be like the world. Running from the church because I don't want to be like the church. And, and just running from God because I don't know what he's going to ask of me to do. We all have a, I'm running from something. I'm running from a call because I think God has asked me to do something and I really don't think I want to do it. It sounds so scary. God wants me to change my life. He wants me to make some changes that I don't know how people are going to react. I don't even know how my own family is going to react to this. So I'm running from you fill in that blank. And then I love in verses 9 through 12, God names. He, he actually tells Hagar, here's your past. I know you're running from Sarah, but I need you to go back there. I need you to fulfill the obligation. Because remember, this is Abram's child. And he says, I need you to go back and fulfill this obligation. Doesn't really make sense sometimes when God has us do things like that. When things are frustrating us and the job place is really killing us right now. But God says, stay. He even talks about her present. He says, look, I know you're pregnant. And I know things are really crazy right now. I know where you are. This is where I found you. And then he goes into telling her her future. The future that her child will have. So God knows your past. He knows your present. And he knows your future. So when we're scared of trusting in God, when we're running fast and furious from God, you're running from the very one person that knows you more than anybody. And he knows the purpose of your life. He knows the purpose of your future. He's the one we can trust. So he said, I need you to go back. Go back to Sarai. And I need you to just fulfill what I have in the purpose of your, your child. And then Sarah goes on, or, or Hagar goes on and gives God another name. Elroy, the God who sees me. I love this name of God because it's such a reminder. We live in a society right now that people really just want to be seen. They want to be known. You know, I, I joke a lot about being, you know, on social media and TikTok kind of things, but there's a lot of empty people out there. Why are they doing it? They just want to be seen. Even if it's for that 15 seconds of 200 and some odd thousand likes or 1.2 million likes, they just want to be seen. Elroy, the God who sees me. No matter how far we run. And I love this because Hagar was the first person to encounter the angel of God in the Old Testament. She's the first woman to receive promises from God. And she's the first woman and first person in the Old Testament to actually give a name to God. 
In other words, she gave us this example of how it is when we approach God, when, when in the middle of chaos, she recognizes the awesomeness of God. Like she couldn't even come up with the proper name for him. She was so impressed because God sees me. Church, have you ever been there when your heart is so broken and you feel like nobody understands? Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody can help. When the grief is so overwhelming and so dark, nobody can find you. There's a God who sees you right in the middle of what you're in. And not just sees you and, and says, here, I'll sit with you. He says, no, get up, my child, because I have a future for you. That's a God I want to serve. That's a God I want to love. That's a God I want to tell people about. Someone who saw me exactly as messed up as I was. A little girl that got raised in a family that was as far from the church as it could. And he says, I know your future, child. You just got to follow me. And he didn't take me out of the mess. And in fact, the mess is what made me who I am. (laughs) So remember that. Whatever you're sitting in right now, God sees you. If you're home with us this morning, God sees you. And that mess that you want to run from so hard, maybe it's what's making you into what he's going to use you for. So Hagar shows us how to approach God. She, she had, you know, she didn't even question. Man, I'd be questioning. Oh, me and God would, he'd probably shoot me down with a lightning bolt because I'd have too many questions. <laughs> I'd want to, I want, I would want to argue with him. Do you know how she treated me? Yeah. And I'll deal with her. But me and you. This is what I need you to do right now. Yahweh is the God who enters into our world right where we are. No matter what the tension, no matter what the conflict is, he is El Roy, the God who sees me. He brings us hope. When she's running so fast, she's not even thinking about the next step. Just putting distance. He brought her hope and a purpose, and a plan. And some of us, that's what we're looking for. So Hagar couldn't tell him where she was going, but he knew what it was. So this morning, church, I want you to know, right where you're sitting, God has found you. Right where you're sitting at home, God has found you. He knows exactly where you are. And he says, child, you can stop running today. What is it this morning, church, that you've been running from? What is the trouble behind you that you just want out of? But maybe you need a God with you in it. A God who sees you. So stop and listen this morning and you'll hear God say, I see you. And I know it's hard. And I know it hurts. But I'm with you. Because I also serve a God who says, I will never leave you 
or forsake you. Man, I cling to that on some days. Some days when I'm like, God, I can't do it. Not one more day. I can't. I'm just over this. I am over this pandemic, Lord. And he says, I know it's tough, but we're going to get through it. I see you. And it didn't surprise me. I knew this was coming. We don't even have to argue about did man make it or was it natural made? It don't even matter. God knew it. Do you understand, church? We, we have anxiety. There's a, an election coming up, and if we vote this way, this is going to happen. If we vote this way, this doesn't matter. God sees it. He knows it. Already knows it. I got you, my children. He says, I need you to focus on what I've called you to do, and that's to tell people about my son Jesus. And then tell them that I'm the God that sees them. You know, uh, we've all been seeing on Facebook all the, the, the things people are posting in times. Great. If we're really scared it's in times, how many people are you taking with you to heaven? Because we need to be telling them about Jesus Christ. I, I can't tell you what to put on your calendar when it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. But I can tell you what is on the calendar. Jesus Christ, he died for our sins. He rose again so that we could live a free life free from our sins. That's what we need to be telling people. That there's a God that sees them right where they are. And he loves them right where they are. And you and I should too. Stand with me, church. Dear Heavenly Father, I come today, and God, I I feel like somebody here needed to hear this message today that you found them. They tuned in right in time, or maybe they showed up today, and God, you see them. Oh, we're tired, we're weary, Lord. I know you are, my children, but I love you, and I see you, and I got you. Oh, but God, what you're asking, it's scaring me a little bit. I know, my child, but I see you, and I got you. Lord, let us lay everything out. Whatever it is we've been trying to run from, let us turn it over and give to you today. Oh, Father, would your Holy Spirit just work in these pews and in our homes? Someone needs to reach out and just take your hand this morning. The God who sees us. I've got you, my child. Just follow me. Lord, thank you. Thank you that you see us, you know us, and you love us right where we are. When we, when we don't understand, you love us. When we don't see a future, you love us. And when we don't know what to cling to and what to believe, you love us and you're there for us and you're going to show us. I thank you for that message today. Lord, we love you. Let us leave this place with our hearts filled with your spirit today. And may we go out of this place or out of our homes and share that love with others. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, have a beautiful Sunday. Do not forget, next Sunday, tailgate lunch outside after church in the shade trees. Bring a chair, bring a tailgate to sit on. Uh, Love you guys. Be a blessing to others. Have a great Sunday. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. 
If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved. Thank you.